Wake up. It's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I hope you guys are doing well. Happy Friday. I don't know about y'all, but your girl is tired. I'm always tired on Fridays. Um, work a lot during the week, like most of you guys. Got a lot going on, businesses, all of this stuff, right? So I hope you guys are doing well. If you are tired, like I am mentally, maybe not physically tired, but you're just mentally tired, mentally drained, make sure you get some rest this weekend. Make sure you take a day for yourself. If you are working, especially as business owners, content creators, uh, people juggling multiple things. And I know some of y'all with kids, probably like Brittany, bye. That sounds good, but ain't no resting over here. (laughs) But I want to say if God took a day, we have to take a day. I always say that. And I really think um, that is the reason why in Genesis, when God was creating the universe and and the planets and everything in it, and he made all the animals and he made Adam, he rested on the seventh day to show us if I take a day of rest, y'all are definitely going to need a day of rest. So do not burn yourself into the ground. Make sure you take those pockets of time if you can to rest, uh, get sleep. Of course, not overdo it. Don't go into the lazy zone, but it is okay to rest. It is okay to take a day. If God had to take a day, we have to take a day. So make sure you guys uh, get rest uh, this weekend. Hopefully some of y'all can sleep in, even though the older you get and the, the, the more used to getting up early you you get for whatever reason, sleeping in be like 8.30. <laughs> sleeping in be like nine o'clock. So for some of y'all, for some of y'all, because you guys got to get up at like 5 a.m. during the week, sleeping in is like 7.30. So I understand that uh, not too much of that happens for most of us, especially the older you get more responsibility, especially when you have children, they don't believe for whatever reason, God made those little bodies just full of energy. They hit the pillow, they get up like ready to go. So <laughs> try to get as much rest as possible. And even um, even if you got to put the movie on and just say, hey, we're going to have a chill movie night. Make sure they're good, bathe, chill, and you just, you know, chill out. But you, you know, give yourself the grace not to have any activities if you can not to fill your weekend with with errands and I get it. Got to run errands when you when you can get those in, but you know, try not to jam pack your day and 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 rest if if needed, if needed. All right, so um that's my little spill. Uh let's go into our morning prayer. If you are new, welcome. Go ahead and put where you're watching from in the morning chat. Go ahead and load up the chat so I can do the shout outs. We are going to uh, go into a purpose-driven life. We are on chapter 34, y'all. We only have a couple more chapters. We didn't went through the book. We only got a couple more chapters to go um, with our 40-day, even though this has been way longer than 40 days because we've been doing it through the weeks and not the weekends, but it's a 40-day chapter, and then we'll be moving on to a different book. This book is life-changing. I highly recommend getting the book. If you uh, want your own copy, go ahead and click the link down below. And you guys do not forget to remind me of announcing the giveaway winner after uh, at towards the end. So um, we are going to do a book giveaway today so you can win your copy of A Purpose Driven Life. I hope you guys entered because I will check and announce the winner today. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, say our morning prayer and get right into it. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up again for another day. Thank you allow, for allowing us to walk in our purpose and align with what you have for us. I pray that anybody out there that is in distress, that needs some peace, that needs a little rest, 
that they get it right now in this weekend, this week today, in the name of Jesus. I pray that anybody that is lacking anything, that is worried, that is just on the edge, that is waiting for a blessing to come, that you bless them in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you just fill them with peace, joy, happiness, that you bring laughter into their day and into their the rest of the week, Lord. And I pray, I just, I just pray for just good, happy memories to be made with their friends and their families. In your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. When I was praying, I heard little giggles of children and I believe some of you guys have little children. So I pray that you guys have some fun memories this weekend, do a fun activity, maybe go skating or, you know, I always say skating. That's like number one go to, um, cause I'm going to a skate party this weekend for one of my little ones skating, spend some time with loved ones, do something fun, but get some rest at the same time. Let's go into the shout outs. If this is your first time watching, let me know so I can give you a little special shout out. But good morning, she am. Happy Friday. Good morning, such a lady. Yes, happy Friday. Happy for everybody. Like, happy Friday, chat. <laughs> Y'all must be tired too. Good morning, turquoise. Happy Friday. Yes. Uh, and you guys, we got a uh, wish. Um, uh, who got married yesterday? Uh, 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 Authenticating Beauty, I believe, got married yesterday. So I hope that she's enjoying her honeymoon. I hope she's enjoying it. Uh, Queen 22, good morning. Good morning, Diamond Grand Rising. Uh, Tracy, good morning. Good morning, Happy Housewife. Glorious Rising, Happy Housewife. Brandy, good morning. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Melanin, honey. Happy Friday, L. Good morning, Diamond and Felicia. Good morning. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, also, let me know in the chat who has not won a book yet because we've given away a few and I want to let like say I haven't. I didn't. I haven't. I didn't. Um, let me know because I know one time I announced a winner and I believe that person has received a book already. So I want to make sure that you guys haven't received a book. Good morning, Raven. So if you have not won a book yet, let me know in the comments <clears throat> so I can make sure that I do not duplicate um, because some of you all have. Good morning, Jackie. I know. Happy Friday. <laughs> okay, good. Keep saying I haven't in the comments. If you have not won a book yet, I want to make sure that I hook up my morning motivators that show up and show out because I know y'all already subscribed. Okay. All right. So it says thinking like a servant. Uh, the servant Caleb thinks differently and follows me completely. Numbers 14 and 24. So this chapter that we're going into is thinking like a servant. All week, we've been talking about how servants act, you know, how to find our gifts through ministry, what our hidden talents are, what should we be focused on in service. And so we are going to go into thinking like a servant, using what God gave us. We talked about all of that, right? Now, if y'all say y'all haven't, y'all better make sure that y'all entered the giveaway, though, because if you ain't in the database, if you ain't on the spreadsheet, you can't win. But I appreciate it. Keep letting me know if you guys haven't won yet. But we want to think like a servant. It says, my servant, Caleb, thinks differently and follows me completely. Think of yourself in the way Christ Jesus thought of himself, Philippians 2 and 15. Now, here's the tricky part about servitude, because this happened to me, right? We in our society are in the hunt of being the best, the greatest, especially in America. I can't speak for other countries. I don't know 
what's being pushed, right? But in America, success is like, success is being pushed down everybody's throat. Like, I don't know what, from that black excellence, which I think is a positive thing. And I'm not saying this is a negative thing. I think it's great that we are raising our standards, that everybody wants to be a boss and and not everybody, but most people want to start businesses. And there's an agenda to like get black people to be back at entrepreneurship. And the culture is shifting from going to workers to entrepreneurs. I think that it's a, a great thing, right? I think that that's great. But in the midst of that, we've lost a lot of servitude, right? Because you can't do anything on your own. And I've been very blessed with people on this, uh, on Morning Motivation that are willing to serve in that capacity. They're just helping, um, just barely any acknowledgement, just like they just want to help. They want to serve. And I really, really appreciate that. That is hard to find y'all. Um, and then on the flip side, when you do want to serve, right, if you do put yourself in a servitude space, oftentimes people can take advantage of that, which I pray I, I am not. I pray that I, I hold my people up. Shout out to she Amber and shout out to Melindy who take the time to help us with morning motivation by putting this on the podcast and uh, on the Instagram, the morning motivation show it's Instagram by posting the clips and things like that. I am very, very grateful to have help in that regard. Right. And there are other times where people can really take advantage of um, people's kindliness. And I'll, and I'll just go a couple months ago, I was in a serving spirit. I really thought I was called this. I was called to serve. I wanted to serve somebody in a capacity. And I talked about this briefly, like I skimmed over it. I didn't go in, I didn't go in depth uh, on morning motivation. Um, and somebody just got beside themselves and really took advantage of my kindness and my wanting to serve. So it, it, serving is this delicate balance, right? Because we want to serve. We want to honor God. We want to do right. We want to give. But then we don't want to be taken advantage of because there's this saying like, uh, you know, don't take my kindness for weakness. And, all, and, and when we are in the spaces of servitude, unfortunately, sometimes it's in human nature that people can take our kindness for weakness and, and do a little too much, right? And so I feel like that mindset, right? <laughs> <laughs> Happy Housewife says still makes me mad, right? And that mindset really cripples people from wanting to serve. I believe that there will be so many more servants. Uh, people, when I say servants, people with a serving heart, a serving mind, a serving spirit. If when people did serve, that it was appreciated, right? A lot of women in in, in households and even men, a lot of relationships break down because people are trying to serve to an unappreciative person. You know, I've been there. I've been appreciative in, in in relationships and friendships and things like that. And the same has been vice versa, where I've served and been unappreciated. And I think not appreciating people and not acknowledging that the sacrifices that they're making and the servitude that they're making um, can be detrimental to servitude and why a lot of people don't want to serve. You know, they they feel like they're being a doormat. They feel like they're being played. So I want to say this in acknowledgement to if you are a servant or you're in a servant spirit, there is a line that you can draw with boundaries. You don't have to give and 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 give. And there's no reciprocity. There's no thank you. There's no acknowledgement. Of course, we're going to read a little bit how God just wants us to serve with a good heart and all of that. But we have to be realistic, right? We cannot be bulldozered over. We can't be taken advantage of. There is a line that you can draw with. Okay. 
I'm serving, but you know, cause God don't want, I don't believe God wants us to be no doormats. Right. And then on the flip side, when we do see people that are serving us, that we do see people that are giving to us, then we do see people that are coming through, whether it's family, whether it's your parents watching the kids or somebody hooked you up and gave you some money or somebody's giving you their time, whatever the case may be that you don't take advantage of that, right? That you appreciate what they are doing for you. Even if it's not what you want, you know that they are. Uh, I know people who give people money and they do and they do and they do. And then they start to resent it because they're like, I don't feel like I'm being appreciated. I don't mind doing it. I'm really doing it out the kindness of my heart. And you don't have to acknowledge the things that I'm doing, but this, this doesn't feel good. This feels like you're, you're not appreciating. You're like dismissing all of the hard work because it took hard work to get this money. It took hard work to get my heart here. It took hard work to give you my attention and my time. I don't have a lot of time to give you, but I made time for you and you're not appreciating it as well. So we want to make sure that when people do for us, that we're definitely appreciating it. Yes, you will absolutely still get blessed, right? You will still get blessed. But at the same time, we do have to understand that we're dealing with human beings. You know, God will always bless us and we'll all, our karma bank will be great. But at the cost of depleting yourself, I don't think that that's a good, too much of anything is a bad thing. Too much water, too much sunlight, too much church, too much, um, too much reading, too much anything is not good for us. But too little can deplete us as well. So we want to have a delicate balance. Like even when it comes to, for instance, uh, church. I love going to church now. I go to church multiple times a week, but there I have a limit because I have other things I still have to. I have to still function in the world, right? If I forego for all of my responsibilities and only focus on church. That's still, even though I'm praising God and, and God is probably happy, God understands balance. He understands the world that we're in. He understands that, hey, you still got to go to work because you got to pay your bills. You know, you being in church and praising me is, is great. I love it. But I know that you are still in the world, right? So exactly. Boundaries are super, super important. So I, I love that we're talking about servitude. And it, it's a two-way street and it goes both ways. We want to give with a good heart. We want to serve. We want to have, you know, the, the best intentions and do it with nothing, no, no expectations of getting anything back. But there is a line to be drawn. You know, we it's a line. And then on the flip side, when people are doing for us and we are seeing people serving in our lives or, or being a service in, in our families and in our homes or whatever the case may be friendships that we also honor, acknowledge, and appreciate because there's nothing worse than doing and doing and doing and you're and it's not being appreciated. You know, I've been guilty of it, but then people have been guilty of not appreciating me as well. You know, that's why on my on my free calls, there's a limit. You know, I I, I would love to talk to y'all forever. I wish I could do it. I wish I could do everything for free. I wish I could do everything for free. But then at the flip side, I I, I have bills to pay. <laughs> I still got to keep the lights on. I don't pay my my cable, not my cable bill. If I don't pay my internet bill, I don't pay my light bill. Ain't no more than motivation. We gonna be here in the dark. I'm gonna be on my phone in the dark. We can't do that. <laughs> so there's always a boundary, right? That's why I give a 30 minute free session, just one, because I, as much as I love y'all and I wish I could help every single person I came in contact with all the time, my time is still valuable and it's still limited and there's only so much I can do. We're free. You understand? So there's there's boundaries and there's lines. So 
It says thinking like a servant. It says service starts in the mind. To be a servant requires a mental shift and a change in attitudes. Absolutely. We can't go into a certain space and, and it's always like, well, what, what am, I got to do that? Well, what am I going to get out of it? I got to do that for you, but what am I going to do? I don't want to go and help clean. <laughs> you know, when we were in college, good morning. When we were in college, uh, we had to serve as, as, as being members of a Greek organization. And I always tell people Greek life, all the strolling, all the parties, all of that was great, right? That was 10% of what we had to do. We had chapter meetings. We had volunteer work. Like my campus didn't play. If each person in the chapter did not get 15 hours of community service every semester, you weren't eligible for the next semester. Your chapter had to meet the minimum requirements of volunteer work and customer, and I said customer service child, community service, right? And so what was in it for us is to be eligible to come back because if you did not do your community service, you could not come back on the yard and do all the fun stuff. You couldn't stroll. You couldn't do this. And it wasn't about that. But you wanted to stay. You worked hard. You paid some good money to be in this organization. You want to represent it and do it well. But it was something about when we served. I loved it. Every time we had a volunteer project, even we had to get up early on Saturdays and do our community service. There was a mental shift that went on because, yes, we were doing it to get our volunteer hours, but we made our campus beautiful or we uh, cleaned up that we did highway cleanups to make the kit like the surrounding areas beautiful. We put in a lot of work. And although we were getting something out of it, there was a mental shift after we would do these community service projects where we were just full of like, oh, my gosh, this was beautiful. This was a great thing that we did. So it says to be a servant requires a mental shift and change in attitudes. God is always more interested in why we are doing something than what we do. God cares about our why. Are you doing him? They're like, and I can't speak for God. I'm, I'm saying this tongue in cheek. This is being cheeky. Are you doing it to please yourself, to put yourself on a pedestal, to make people say, look, y'all on social media, look what I'm doing. Or are you really doing it with a good heart? That's why it says God examines our heart, right? It says attitudes count for more than achievements. So even if you don't get an award for it, what is your attitude behind it? Like, are you doing it for accolades? Are you doing it just for award? Are you doing it just to be the most outstanding volunteer, blah, blah, blah. Although those things aren't bad, but it's the why you're doing something because he doesn't want us to do it with a mindset of what am I going to get out of it? He wants us just to serve out the kindness of our heart. Are you giving out the kindness of your heart? Or are you giving it with some sort of some sort of angst? And in the world of what can I get, this is probably more important to God than ever. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. It says real servants serve God with a mindset of five attitudes. So the book is going to go down five attitudes. Good morning. Servants focus on others, not themselves. This is the true humility of not thinking less of ourselves, but thinking, but thinking of ourselves less. And it's unfortunate because when I was in that circumstance where I was a servant, I was, uh, when I say I was a good servant, what do you need, man? I'm, I was on it. And then the sucky part is, like I said, I was taken advantage of, but I did not, th I wasn't thinking about myself. I was thinking about how can I serve when we go into a space it should be, how can I serve with all my heart? What can I do more than ever? Like when a woman comes home from the hospital, men, the best thing you could do, 
how can I serve you and make your job, your life easier? Because you just pushed a human being out of your body or you were cut open to get a, th this human being that we created together here. How can I serve? How can I make your life better? You know, in relationships, women, how can I make my man's life better? He had a hard day. What can I do to make his day better? Right. Or your children. How can how can I become a better a better parent or how can I serve my community? How can I serve my church? How can I serve my family? Maybe you don't have kids and, ch and children and men yet. How can I be a better uh, sister? How can I be a better cousin, sibling, whatever the case may be? How can I serve better in my community? It says, forget our yourself long enough, uh, long enough to lead, lend a helping hand. This is what it means to lose yourself, right? We hear all the times people are like, I lost myself. I lost myself. New mothers always say, I lost myself. They lose themselves in service of a child. They're not thinking about what they need. They're not thinking about what they want. And I think what's so beautiful about this statement is this is what it means to lose yourself for getting yourself in service. Maybe we should start changing the narrative for new mothers and mothers. Instead of them worrying about losing themselves, let's praise that. Let's let's let them let's honor them and lift them up in that, because if they lost themselves, they're so intentional about being a good servant to their newborn baby. That is a beautiful thing. It says to lose yourselves for getting yourself in service. So when I want to challenge everybody. The next time you guys hear a woman say that or somebody say, man, I lost myself in my work or I lost myself in that. Let's honor that and say, you know what? That's a beautiful thing. Let's not be like, oh my gosh, you lost yourself. You got to find yourself. Go, go to an island. Go, does go forget your responsibilities and go find yourself. Let's 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 honor them in that in that space. That's beautiful. You lost yourself. That means you were just doing your absolute best to serve in that moment. That's a beautiful. Let's honor that because maybe if we empowered them, they wouldn't feel so guilty, right? Maybe if we heard a mother say, "Man, I lost myself." Maybe if we praise that, like, oh my gosh, that means you were being an outstanding mother. It's just a season. It's okay. You were being a servant to your motherhood. Maybe they would be uplifted and they would light up and they'd be like, yeah, that's a great thing. And they wouldn't worry about who they used to be and honor who they are in those moments. You know, maybe that's maybe that's what we should do as a society instead of making women feel bad for losing themselves in motherhood. Um, it's coming from Matthew's chapter five, verses one and two. Uh, Hold on, hold on. Oh, my book, my Bible's upstairs. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's that? She uh destiny. Give me uh give me some more context. <laughs> Are you talking about B as in B-I-T-C-A? Let me know. Let give me some more context in the in the in the in the in the, in the chat. It says it says Jesus uh uh empties. Okay, so it says Jesus emptied himself. By taking the form of a servant. Y'all, Jesus was worried about service, right? He, you, I don't think the Bible says, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I ain't read every page, right? But I do read. But when was Jesus ever worried about himself? When did Jesus ever complain about being lost, losing himself in servitude? Because Jesus was a whole person before he started preaching, right? I think they say Jesus preached from like 30 to 33. He was a, he had a whole life before that. 
He had a whole life before that. We don't know. He could have, and I don't know this. We don't, the Bible doesn't talk about this. Jesus could have had a whole girlfriend. He could have had, he could have been playing, I don't know, uh, Jewish basketball back then. He could have been an athlete. We don't know much about Jesus's life and what he did for fun before he became a servant to God. And he went into what he was called to do. We never heard him hear him once say, man, I lost myself or I'm no longer that. He was so focused on serving and the mission that he had that he was just all about the main mission. And, and I think that we should start honoring that. Like I said before, when you start hearing people say, man, I got lost in that, man, I got lost. If it's a positive thing, let's start uplifting people that, that say that they're lost, they, lo they lost themselves in, in, in being a servant or being a wife or being uh, at church or whatever that good is. As long as it's not harming them, as long as it's not anything, um, that we should definitely be praising that. It says you can't be a servant if you're full of yourself. It's a lot of folks on, 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 on the internet that are just full of themselves. I feel like when reading this book has shown me how, and I'm saying this, take this with a grain of salt, but I feel like this is what's going on. How the devil has really switched our, our focus as people. We went from wanting to be servants and wanting to serve God and being okay with, with, with not being self-absorbed and being a part of a community. And we've kind of like turned the attitude over its head. And I've been guilty of this because I think I thought that this was right. You know, it's all, it's about you. What do you want? You, 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 um, go after with your goals. Uh, what, what does God have for you? It's all about you. And we'll see, we'll see snippets and, and quotes and stuff on Instagram. We're like, yeah, that sounds good. F them. There's a, there's a saying called F them kids. F them kids. What if we really did forget the kids? I'll say forget. I don't like saying F them. What if we really did forget the kids? That's why we, that's why half the millennials is as crazy as we are now. Cause we were forgotten children. Our parents were young. We was given to our grandparents and our parents was off. Some of us, they was off growing up, living life, all types of stuff. But what if we really like, if we think about if by, excuse me, I'm getting ahead of myself by reading this book, a purpose driven life and seeing how much of our life is not about us and how much we're supposed to serve, and how much we're supposed to give, and how much we're supposed to show for God and others, and, and give our money, and give our time, and give our minds, and our hearts, and our bodies to God. And the exact opposite is being fed into society every day. Man, forget them people. Forget them. No, that's about, it's about you. F them kids. Forget them kids. Forget this. Forget that. No, God wants, and, and it's all, it's all in the name of God. We'll still, I've seen, there's a movie called, uh, and you see this all the time in movies. There's a movie called Carpool. It's like a, it's a, it's a nineties movie and, and it's a hit or miss. I think you can see it right now on stars. It's really good. It's a really cute kids movie, uh, where this guy accidentally hijacks a carpool and holds him hostage, but they all start loving the guy that it's, it's really, it sounds bad, but it's a, it's a really cool, cute movie. If you guys have ever heard of it, uh, leave it in the, let me know in the comments, but it's a, it's a movie called carpool. 
And before that happens, before the good, the, the guy ends up accidentally taking the carpool, two men were going into a store to rob it. And right before they go in, they prayed and they did the Hail Mary. They kissed it up and they went in right before. And they had like cocked their guns. And you see that a lot, right? You see that a lot in movies. And I believe like the devil is using God to mask a lot of evil, a lot of sin, a lot of, you know, being about us. You'll see people thanking God for getting money from like doing horrible things. You know, they'll go on stages and, and, and I, and this is just my personal pur purview. I'm not judging them, but I've started noticing the more, the closer you get to God, the more you read your word, especially this book in particular, you'll start noticing like, wait a minute, that ain't, that don't, that ain't right. That don't seem right. Right. Like if you're, if you're rapping about F this and F that and get this money and shaking my butt and peas wide open to the sky. Just saying. And then you turn it around and you thank God for everything that you have. God put me here. Maybe he did, but I don't think he wanted you to do that with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's a whole lot of that nowadays. And I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty of thanking God for bad stuff. Dion Cole has a stand-up. And he talks about uh, <laughs> people looking for stuff. And they'll be like, when I find it, thank you, Jesus. And like, Jesus ain't had nothing to do with none of that bad stuff you, you talking about. <laughs> but it's very interesting. But it says you can't be a servant if you're full of yourself. It's only when we forget others that we can do things that deserve to be remembered. Under, uh, uh, un I'll, I'll read your comments because I, I, I think I don't want to go out there. I don't want to miss anything. Destiny says, I just learned about them in the Bible this week. Wait, wait, wait. What are those? The B attitudes. Hold on. Uh, yep, I think you're right. The B attitudes are in Matthew 5. I don't have my, my Bibles upstairs, y'all. My Bible's upstairs. My Bible's upstairs. Y'all got to give me more context. My Bible's upstairs. Uh, Destiny says, I just learned about them in Bible study this week. Hold on. I don't got my pen. I don't oh wait. I do got my pen. Let me write this down so I can do my research because I don't know what y'all talking about. Hold on, Matthew. Dang, y'all. I wish I had my Bible. Matthew five. Oh, I want to go grab my Bible. Oh, no. Let's Google it. <laughs> Let's Google it real quick. Let's Google. I'm sorry, y'all. I know we in the middle of morning motivation, but I want to know what um what, what y'all talking about. Matthew five. Wait, it's five and what? I'm sorry, y'all. I got I got to know what she what, what Destiny's talking about. Five, verse one through twelve. Oh, I got to go read that. I got to go read that verse one through twelve because that's long. I got to go read that. What is this? Where's B attitudes? Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the poor in spirit for their kingdom in heaven. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they. Hmm. I don't know. What, what is that referring to y'all? I got to go back and read it. Okay. I'm gonna write that down. Cause I got to go do some, do some studying for myself. 
Thank y'all. <laughs> okay. Okay. The B attitude is the Bible on how to live. Sorry, y'all. When you, you know, see, see what I mean? We say the B attitude. Y'all were talking about some positives in the Bible. I'm thinking the other B. See how we make everything on the, on the earth perverted. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Sydney says that makes me think about societal pressures for women to get their body back after giving birth instead of celebrating what bodies they did and honoring how it is now. Now, I, I do want to say, I think that there is a, a thing that women should focus on on health. But but yeah, like you just had a baby. Like why is getting back in the gym the first focus? That's vanity, right? And I'm not saying that you shouldn't feel good about your body and things like that, but your body is going through a healing process. You just went through either massive surgery, you pushed a dang near seven to 10 pound human being out of something that is this big. Like we have to give them grace in order to allow them to be in that space, to do it when their body is healed and ready for somebody to really feel like they should be back in shape in three months after having a child, child, that is a lot. But yes, honor your friends and honor the people and 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 support them and bless them and remind them what they just went through. Like I have sometimes I have friends that really get down on themselves because mommy guilt is real. And I have to remind them like. Girl, you just you have two children. That you're keeping alive, you're doing great. Your children are loved, healthy, clothed. They have shelter. They have a father. You picked a good man for them. You're doing great. I, I often speak life into my friends. So if you know mothers, speak life into them. They go through so much guilt and so much pressure and so much, so much, so much. Please speak life into them and let them know that they're doing great. Um, thank you, Percy, for the super chat. <laughs> Brady said, hello, I love you. Jesus had a girlfriend. Maybe he did. We don't know. We don't know what Jesus did before he uh went to went to. We don't know. We don't know. He was a he was a person. Why wouldn't he? Was, Jesus was handsome. You know how I know Jesus was handsome? Because men don't follow ugly people like that. I mean, they do, but you got to have a whole lot of money. Like, uh, Jesus was handsome. There are certain gifts that God gives you because people listen to. Like, um, beauty is a gift. Being attractive is a gift. And the reason why is that my dad told me that a while ago, beauty, and that's not something that people know, but it's a gift. It can be taken away from you. Your insides being ugly can, can really make you an ugly, unattractive person, but beauty is a true gift. And, um, people listen to people who tend to be more attractive people. It, it's, but this is a known fact. I'm not being like biased or being like, oh, you have to, no, no, no. This has been studied. Like when you go up and you vote for people for elections, you're the pictures matter y'all. And, and you can, and people can say I'm wrong. Look at social media. Now look, who's praised the pretty people. There are somebody, there are people with amazing, amazing gifts and talents and people will not listen to them because of how they look. We are very shallow. We are a shallow society. So beauty is a, is a gift, you know? So I believe Jesus was handsome because People listen to people who look aesthetically how they want to, they, they think people should look. It's just the nature of human beings. Um, 
it's just the nature of human beings. That's why they tell women, hey, you want a man, you got to start doing this. You need to do this. You need to, you're outward, you're outward, you're outward. People are shallow. So that's why I believe Jesus was handsome because beauty is a gift and, uh, and, and it, and it helps you when you're doing certain things. People just tend to listen to people they find attractive. If Jesus was not, if, if he was a mud duck, I, I don't think that he would have got as far as he was. That's why I know Jesus was handsome. So he may have had a girlfriend. We don't know. We don't know. He was living on the on earth for 30 years before his ministry. He could have told old girl on his uh, 30th birthday when he was headed up with the disciples. Hey, baby girl, I can't, I can't, we can't do this no more. I got, I got to serve. <laughs> I don't know. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. All right. <laughs> um. Now nah, wide open to the sky. That's the, and then they go around and thank you, Jesus. Jesus ain't had 